Blog Talk Radio. Dig it! Welcome to the Atomic Drop Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Your number one source for wrestling news, interviews, and analysis. You better listen to this. This is the slash of the slicer, the dicer, the ripper, the sweater, the love taker, the money maker, the honey shaker. God, the rock superstar chaos. Sid Vicious. The hardcore homo angel. This is Jimmy Jacobs, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Radio Show. You can be part of the show by calling in at area code 646-915-9116. Checking it out as my ear is tuned in and my body feels the pains of the slams and the chops. I'm sitting here on the Atomic Drop Show. Ready to kick some butt. She cue money here, revenant on the Tommy Drop Show. Tune in. And now here are your hosts, Justin Todd and Kyle Cruz. You little punk ass thieves. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another special edition of the Atomic Drop Show. I am once again back from parts unknown. I am your co-host, Justin Time, and alongside me all the way out. In sunny California, well, actually, it's not too sunny. It's actually raining with a tornado watch is my good friend and co-host, Kyle Cruz. Kyle, how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm barely alive right now. I mean, uh, we've had an, a, a totally un- incredible storm that has really gone on the entire weekend. I don't know where it's coming from. I mean, you know what? If California supposed to be sunny, uh, yeah, I mean, look, we really don't have true winters here, you know, you don't get snow or hail or anything like that, but, I mean, dude, rain. Like, why are we getting so much rain? I don't get it myself. I'm kind of hating this, and now with threats of tornadoes, you know, we're on tornado watches and all that, man. I'm really, really afraid for my life right now. Well, but, I have, you have nothing to fear, man. You know, well, yeah, but then again, I guess California is still waiting on the big one, too, so we might get a break from the rain, but then we might actually get an earthquake, so. Either or. You know, we are just the the natural disaster capital of the world we are right now. We are, actually. Oh, actually, you are. Excuse yeah, me. Exactly. So, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're... Look, I understand that you being from a place like godforsaken Rochester, New York, is... Come on. That's... That's not good. I know, I know. Rochester really doesn't have much to offer right now. But it really doesn't. But yeah, man. Uh, so, well, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second now. I, I gotta. I have a bone to pick with you, man. Now, for two weeks straight, I've been the guy to you know kind of welcome the show, you know, uh, to do the intros and everything, and you have just been out doing other things the last week in Parts Unknown. The first week we went live, who knows where, where you were there. It's like, uh, I don't like you just coming in, making all these changes, try, trying to be the force of the show, man. What's that about? Well, well I figured. Uh-huh. It's broken, don't fix it. I mean, there was such an uprising for people to, on my side that said, we miss your voice as soon as you call in. Uh, dude, your dad doesn't count. I know my dad does not count, but there have been other people too. But that's neither here nor there. I am back, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. I'm in full force. I'm ready to do this now for you, the Atomic Drop Bombers. Oh, come on, man. The Atomic Drop Bombers, look, for all of our listeners here, we've been struggling with on with what to call you guys. The Atomic Drop Bombers, the Atomic Drop Universe, the Atomic Drop Empire, my idea. Whatever you want to be called, go, please go ahead and call us up. By the way, the number is area code at 646-915-9116. Once again, 646-915-9116. We'll be taking your calls, and please, what do you want to be called? I mean, fans, universe, audience, whatever you want to be called. Just go ahead and tell Justin and I, and we will call you that from now on. That's right. But on a side note, I do want to apologize to uh, your fellow Eagles. You know what, man? Uh, it was a bitter pill to swallow last week. Um, so 
I can't really uh, address that situation now because I'm still in mourning. But, um, you know, we'll just go forward and we'll come back and we'll get them next year. And unfortunately, I uh, am not looking forward to another Peyton Manning Super Bowl appearance, but it looks like I'm going to get that because there's no way that the Jets are going to overcome the Indianapolis Colts next week. And uh, unfortunately, I think we might see your boy, Brent Favre, Take on. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Oh, I, I forgot about that. You're a Packer fan, right? Yes, I am. Oh, I'm sorry about that, man. Mm. It's your, it isn't your fault. I chose it. Yeah, you did. But you know. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second, dude. We are like six minutes in right now, and we gotta. We have yet to say anything related about wrestling, but this actually is. Oh. Real quick, before we even do that, big props out to uh, Jay Gorgeous for filling in uh, last week for me. You know what? Jay Gorgeous, uh, he's a very suitable uh, replacement, man. Now, I have no problem with, you know, say if you need to take a couple of vacation days or whatever you need to do, I understand because, you know, Jay Gorgeous did a fantastic job when you weren't here. Now I, I actually understand when you pretty much tried to replace me with him. It's okay. I understand. He's a good, competent co-host, and I really enjoyed uh, doing the show with him last week. I think he's uh, supposed to call in in a little bit as well. But, you know, uh, big props to him. Did well when you were away, man. So, good job, buddy. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad I can find a suitable replacement for either you or I. So, Jay Gorgeous, again, I bow down to your superior knowledge of everything wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty tight. I mean, I really am kind of considering just making a permanent switch. You know. Yeah, no. But hey, anyways, anyways, before we go off on that... You tuned in to listen to a pro wrestling podcast. And, and you're thoroughly disappointed. Very much so. But now we are going to shift gears and take off. So, Mr. Cruz, what did you think of TNA? Okay. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Breaking news. You actually started off the show with a TNA item. I'm very, very impressed. But... It was on the itinerary. Yes, it certainly was, all right? So basically, the big news, TNA had its Genesis pay-per-view this past Sunday night. It was the debut, the official pay-per-view debut of Hulk Hogan, and we saw a couple of other debuts as well uh, in TNA. We had Exhibition um, contender Brian Kendrick, former WWE star, make his TNA debut on Sunday night. Pretty good pickup in a losing effort against Amazing Ren. But we also saw the the return on a national scale of Mr. Kennedy. Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. Kennedy! Or Anderson, or whatever he's going by these days. But he won a match against uh, abyss, and pretty much, I think number one, Mr. Kennedy was overhyped because Hulk Hogan said for weeks that there was going to be this one guy who's going to be a, a game changer. He's going to, you know, single-handedly bring TNA to the forefront of the wrestling world. And Mr. Kennedy, as much as I like him, or Mr. Anderson, as much as I like him, he's not Anderson. Thank you. He's not that guy to bring TNA to the next level. Because if you think about it, Kennedy, or Anderson, was a mid-carder at best in WWE. He has superior mic skills. His in-ring work is okay, but he's not the player that everybody really expected him to be. I think he'll be a nice fit, but, man, that's severe disappointment if, uh, if you're a TNA fan. Now, if you're a long-time TNA, TNA fan, you also saw another debut. The debut of a four-sided ring. Bum, bum, bum. Thank you for the sound effects, buddy. You're welcome. Yeah. The, the debut of a four-sided ring. I believe we haven't seen a four-sided ring since 
maybe since they were in Nashville, I believe they had a fourth side ring there, but um, it's been a long time. I think it's been six years since they've adopted that six-sided ring, and then all of a sudden on Sunday night, they have a four-sided ring. And apparently some fans voiced some, uh, they had some vocal frustration with that move, and Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff, who were in the ring at the time, said, hey, we're going to stick with this move. Um, you know, apparently the four-sided ring brings more legitimacy to a company. Now, I know that I've talked to you about CNA, and one of the things that you didn't like was the six-sided ring. Does does a switch from a six-sided ring to a four-sided ring make any kind of difference to you? Does that make you a uh, – would it encourage you more to watch the product a little bit more just because the ring lost two sides? Well, I'd be interested to see what the hell they do in a four-sided ring compared to a six. I mean, a six was interesting. It was a unique concept. Everybody was intrigued by it, but they ju- it just didn't do pretty much anything except for those X-Division matches. Am I correct? Um, correct. I, what, what I'll say is this. If a, if a person is channel flipping and they see some kind of six-sided ring, some six-sided contraption, that... I would, is, I would think UFC. Even if it's not a cage? Even if it was not a cage. Hmm. Well, I mean... Maybe that's by design. I mean, you know, maybe they would hope to catch some casual fans, you know, who obviously within two minutes would figure out this isn't UFC, but it's another exciting brand that I might consider watching. But after a while, if you're a fan of the products or if you've watched Impact or you watch watch these other shows, the extra two sides don't really add a lot except in matches like Ultimate X or, you know, guys – um, who were really use the ring are in the exhibition. And the exhibition guys aren't really being pushed. So, really, the six sides haven't really been used to their maximum potential, I guess, in a long time. I think that this makes TNA look a little bit more professional. Um, but I, I, I guess the main thing coming out of the pay-per-view, you know, when Hulk Hogan came in, he said that it was going to be this big monumental change, this sweep of you know, of changes, and it's going to be something completely new. And so far, it hasn't been. It's been you the know. same old shit. It has been. Now, I'll, I'll I'll give them some credit. I'll give them some credit because it's only been, what, two weeks, two or three weeks since they even came in. They had a pay-per-view, like, the, the week after they, they had their Monday night show, there wasn't a lot of time to build up a lot of storylines. So now, starting this next week, going forward, they have an opportunity to create something new, to create um, something special, and to be a true alternative to WWE, not, like so many fans have said, WWE light. Whether they live up to that remains to be seen. But i I got to ask you, man. You know, you are obviously not a TNA fan. What will it take for you to become a TNA fan, man? What will it take for me to become a TNA fan? Uh, I don't want to see guys from when WCW was still running around. I want to see, like, new kind of blood. I mean, sure, it's interesting to see Hogan, and you got Nash, who looks like Don Imus, and you got Kurt Angle, and then you got Don Imus. Yes. I I feel, would not feel complete unless I get Dom Imus reference in. But I, new blood. I mean, send someone like – I mean, they got Brian Kendricks, big yeah. props. If they could push him to something that WWE couldn't, sure, I'd be impressed. I would I would might tune in to see some of those, some of the guys that didn't get their break in WWE, i.e. Christian, to go to TNA, become world champion. Yeah. I would be more inclined to tune in and see what kind of potential they could have there. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're not a TNA fan because you don't like these old these old stars. Yet, you're a WWE fan, as am I, where you have the same old guys up on top. You have your guys like Triple H, your guys like Shawn Michaels, your guys like Rey Mysterio, your guys like The Undertaker. I mean, I don't understand your, your logic so much because... Those guys are just as old. I guess the only... Well, here's the thing, though. 
Yeah. They know their time is almost up, unlike the guys over in TNA who know that they're still trying to live on to their last little bit of hope. See, some I don't think so. guys know that. I, 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 I really don't think so. I think that, and this is probably a much sadder commentary, but I think that they're there just for the check. Hogan, I've kind of changed my stance on because I know just a few weeks ago I, I questioned the, the, you know, the TNA Hogan signing, but I think he is He's either one of two things. He is one, really invested in, in the TNA product, and he really wants that to succeed, or number two, he wants to, he wants to just stick it to Mr. McMahon. Either way, that's going to push TNA to become a viable alternative and a better product than what they've been presenting for the last seven years. Either way, that's a good thing. But guys like Nash, guys like Steiner, guys like Sean Waltman, guys like Scott Hall, uh, guys like the Nasty Boys, for God's sakes, they're just there, I believe, to collect the paycheck, which is sad. But if TNA, or if any company for that matter, is willing to pay them however much money, especially in the cases of, of Scott Hall and Sean Walton, because they have their personal demons, but if companies are still willing to bring them in and pay for them to appear, of course they, I mean, come on, of course they're going to say yes. They're not going to say no. So it. It's not like they're they're trying to reclaim their their past glory. It's, it's not like they're trying to hold on to you know to one last shred of you know of of hope or or of dignity because it's obvious that they have no dignity dignity if they're going to show up to these shows looking old and out of shape and looking drunk off their ass. It it that I don't buy that argument. I really don't. So once again. What will it take for you to watch CNA? Because those old guys are in both companies. It, it's it's just facts. It's just facts. All right. You want me to rephrase my answer? Please. All right. I don't like TNA. Period. Okay, that is not the question. I know. I I don't think it. I there won't be anything. If 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 if. There might be one thing. They might do the Monday Night War thing again. I might channel surf back and forth, but that might be about it. I, well, all right then. I'll put you. I'll. I will pitch you a different question. What do you think WWE does well that TNA doesn't? Promote the wrestlers. Promote them how? Well, i.e., for example, uh, was it? John Cena went out to, uh, well, what was that game? He went to do the Tostitos Bowl. The Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Fiesta Bowl, yes. And they had cameras there, and he was the Grand Marshal, the whole parade, and everyone. And they did a whole big segment on him. Now, if you go over to TNA, the only segments you've seen promoting wrestlers have been Hogan, correct? Correct, yes. Why does Hogan get all that time when they can even send someone probably like Carlito to go do an episode of Psych or something like that? Like Austin. Even Austin did an episode of Chuck, and they even still promoted Austin, who is still technically not really part of the company, but as a Hall of Famer, can still get FaceTime. I think, and this isn't really a fault of TNA, but I do think that TNA are already, or I'm sorry, excuse me, WWE already has that built-in audience. They they already have what fifty sixty years of experience of already being in the public eye, seven years, which TNA is only seven years old. That's really not a long time. Even WCW, when when they initially made made their splash in Monday Night Wars, they've been around in WCW form for about six or seven years. But even before that, they were uh, they were a part of um, the NWA. So it's like. There, there is a definite disconnect. There is a definite similarity between the awareness, the public awareness of WWE compared to TNA. And I think what Hogan brings is eyes to the product as evidenced by their last two ratings on Spike TV, both on the Monday Night Show and this past uh, week's edition of Impact as well. I think that he brings eyes on the products so so that your guys like AJ Styles, your, your guys like Christopher Daniels, like like Samoa Joe's, all of these young, all of these younger guys would eventually get the spotlight. It's not going to happen overnight, but the most recognizable name 
in wrestling, Hulk Hogan is going to draw is going to draw those eyes onto the products. Therefore, the younger guys would get the rub, and eventually, in a couple of years, you'll see, you know, Samoa Joe on Law and Order, or or you'll see AJ Styles on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Is that show even on still? It might be. I don't know. It's whatever. But uh, yeah, man. I know that you are just totally dying over there because you don't like to talk about TNA. So that is all of the TNA talk for right now. I swear we'll get to some more later on in the show. By the way, we are 20 minutes into the show, and we have yet to, to tease this big announcement, and we're going to wait to play this until the end of the show. But uh, next week, we have a huge guest coming on, and the general public does not know about this. And this is by far, I think, our biggest guest that we've ever had. Um, I've always been a huge fan of uh, this upcoming guest that, that we have coming on next week. And this person is going to be on next week to, to, promote, to promote something that is going on um, next week here in the Los Angeles area. And we will be giving you that name at the end of the show. Sorry, man. I had to teach you guys. Hey. Hey, we gotta do what we gotta do to keep our ratings. Exactly. Also, if you are listening, the call in number is area code six four six nine one five nine one one six. Feel free to call in. Can you repeat that number again? Well once again, that number is six four six nine one five nine one one six. Call now. Enough with Justin's lame uh, plugs. Enough of his hard sells. Also, big shout-out to the Shadowy Flight, the Knight Rider podcast that I've been listening to for over about a year now. You guys, you guys keep doing your format, guys. See, this is exactly why I loved like hosting the first two weeks of the show, because we didn't ever have the opportunity to get in your little... Your, your plugs for other shows. But it's okay, though. I know that it's been a while since you've felt this, this level of control, and I know that you want to exploit that to, to the fullest, so you have to give shout-outs to other, to other shows. But it's okay. I don't necessarily blame you. Thank you. I got to do what I got to do, man. Yes, exactly. Moving on, last night, Monday Night Raw, um, we had Don Johnson in... John Heater, right? Heater? Yes. That's yes. That's how you say it? Yes. Yeah. Those two guest hosted Monday Night Raw last night. Uh, what do you think of the show, man? Just overall. Overall, out of a, out of a uh, score from 1 to 10, I would probably give it about a stellar 6. That's not very stellar. It's a, it's a proud standing 6. I mean... Sure, you got the return of The Undertaker, but what did Taker really do besides just stand there and look intimidating? Well, that's, that's, that's all he really ever does, though. Yes, I know, I know. But, hey, I mean, what, what can well, you do? Uh, all right. What were your opinions on that really, really hot promo at the beginning of the night between him and Shawn Michaels? I mean, that was probably one of the better promo exchanges uh, in a long time. It, it it was it was it, you still had that tension in there from when uh, from WrestleMania you could still feel the electricity you could still feel the power you could feel still still feel the urge inside of there I mean you could still feel it it felt like WrestleMania for for that quick however long it was in there now we're gonna go over this in just a couple of minutes too but I mean with all this talk this early talk of Shawn Michaels against the Undertaker, do you really think that they're going to go there out and give us a rematch? Or, you know, could could this be some, you know, some, some kind of swerve to kind of like hook people in uh, to order the Rumble to see if Shawn Michaels actually does come through on his promise and that the Undertaker, uh, re, you know, retakes the title against Rey Mysterio? I mean, do, do you actually think that they will go all the way with this? Uh, no, because my theory is on it. We both... You and I have talked before, and we both agree that Taker will drop the title. Will drop the title to Batista, correct? Um, 
Yes. You're right. So then Michaels would have, or excuse me, Taker would have no reason or would have a face in two-face Michaels because he said he would not face him for the title. Because Michael said, I will go to wrestle, I will go into the Royal Rumble, I will win the title, or I will win the match, I will go to WrestleMania, and I will beat you. But what happens if Taker doesn't have a title? Where are they going to do that? You could just still have a regular one-on-one match. Yeah, see, but that regular one-on-one match will still sell because it's, it's you know, Taker Street. Exactly. It, so, it, I mean, it, now, Street now, alone will sell, will sell a freaking WrestleMania. Personally, I think that a streak versus, or a streak and a title on on the line for The Undertaker would kind of water down Taker's streak. Now, say if, you know, rumors are true because the rumor mill is saying that Shawn Michaels, you know, this still might be his final couple of months. It, you know, say if it's like Undertaker's streak versus Michaels' career, I think that that would add another dimension to it, but it would be uh, pleasantly welcomed. So I think there's a lot of ways that they can go. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a rematch between Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. Um, that seems like it could be a phenomenal rematch. And, and you know, and, and normally I'm not too big on having WrestleMania rematches the next year, but that one match of the year for sure, match of the ages as far as I'm concerned, or as far as the WWE match of the year, because, you know, those matches can't really touch any fan Ring of Honor or TNA does sometimes. But, tremendous match that I wouldn't mind seeing again. You know what? We're going to talk more about this, but we actually have a caller on the line from the 585 area code. I think I might know who this is. But, just in case I don't, who is this caller? You're on the air with the Tommy Job Show. Jay Gorgeous. What's up? Jay Gorgeous, man. How's it going, Jay? It's not doing too bad. I'm not doing too bad at all. <clears throat> so, how are you guys doing? Doing very well. I made it back from Parts Unknown, and believe it yeah. or not, there is an airport out in Parts Unknown. Really? There is an airport. It's all the way out it, on the outskirts. Then I wanted to let you know that Austin is under contract with WWE. Who is this Ben person you speak of? Oh, I mean, um, oh, dear. Um, uh, my name is Justin Time, sir. Justin Time. I wanted to let you know that Austin is under contract with the WWE. Uh, I didn't know if you were aware of that. Um, that's why he continues I, to do I WWE. He's really, not a, he, he's really not aware of a lot of stuff, so uh, there were a few things that I wanted to hit on. Uh, a few, one of them being the promo mainly that that kicked off Raw, which began with Vince and the whole Bret Hart angle. And I really liked how they um, kind of like just weaved and intertwined and meshed the um, storyline between Taker and HBK into the current like Vince McMahon Bret Hart angle. And that really that kind of brought a new change of pace to the way like Raw starts. And um, it just kind of brought me back to a 1996, 1999 era of wrestling. So I really like that. And I think that, you know, I'm a big mark for both Vince, HBK, Brett, and Taker. And, you know, I really liked last year's match. I thought it was good. I don't think it was great uh, between Taker and HBK. It was a good match. Um, But... I think the suspense that you have now with this year is now everyone's going to say, oh, well, HBK is going to win, no doubt about it. But there's going to always be that level of doubt inside your head that's going to make you want to buy the pay-per-view because you might say, well, what if? Like, this 17-0 and 0 to McMahon means more than a lot of things. And the quick fact here, Taker has never went into WrestleMania as a, a champion. So uh, I think that for the first time in his career, he wants someone to win the Rumble and challenge him for the title at WrestleMania. And that is where I now, guarantee you HBK will drop Taker for the title. Now, I have to ask you, whether Shawn Michaels, whether, I mean, 
a match I would like to see is Undertaker against Chris Jericho at WrestleMania. Whomever it may be, do you think that and, and and Justin, feel free to chime in on this. Of course. Do should the streak be broken, and if so, when and who should be the person to do it? Okay, well, obviously the streak should be broken because it, what it, that will do is put the, an enormous rub on someone, not even a rub, it will just propel someone. Um, it will get someone over. But I also think that at this time, in like both Taker's and HBK's career, I think that no... No rookie, no like guy in the mid card level deserves to really even to end that. So I think what better person well, 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 to well, end well, that? Well, well, well. I mean, in that case, okay. If there's nobody in the mid card, then what's the point of even breaking the streak? Because if you're gonna have some, somebody that's already established, what's the point? Because if I you're mean, gonna sit there and call I think HBK, it has to be somebody. If you're going to call HBK Mr. WrestleMania, yes, he lost to the other Mr. WrestleMania, being The Undertaker, the true Mr. WrestleMania, you still have to allow Sean to establish the fact that he is one of the top-tier men of all time in the WWE. He's been there for a very long time. But he doesn't need to beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania in order to prove that. No, but I think, I think Taker. I think it's a combination of Taker wanting someone to be the one to. I think storyline wise and like just for the record, I think Taker wants to have someone beat him for the title at WrestleMania, and I think that that person could be nobody other than the HBK. All right, all right. Now here's my two cents. All right, I do not want to see the streak broken because. Thanks. Because I feel it's it's one of the longest streaks ever, obviously. I mean, it's, it's second to none compared to the 72 Miami Dolphins. Oh I mean, I, I'm... But if even, there's anybody that I want to bring it, it is Sean. Well, here's the thing, though. We both know, I mean, everyone knows that Taker and Michaels are almost ready to retire. I mean, if you are going to have somebody break the streak... Don't let it be Michaels at WrestleMania because that means he will be propelled to be there longer in the company. I have to no, agree with Jay. I don't think so. Well, well, you said if it could be a mid-carder, though, who has potential to possibly get over, then that means that mid-carder would still be there longer. I mean, True. Why it, well, no, it's acting as a bridge to get someone over. But, you see, I think that they're both so far ahead in their careers where it's just a it's just a – in their own world type of issue. Like, it's not... Taker probably feels that nobody else deserves it. I don't think anybody on the card that isn't a Triple H, HBK, um, Taker, or a, you know, even John Cena deserves to even be that person. Not one person. I mean, uh, the only person I would have said, and it probably would have happened years ago, was Randy Orton, and it didn't happen. So, um, and then I just wanted to say one thing, uh, last night, um, Cherry Lawler called Randy Orton, Randy Savage, um, when they were yeah, doing I, a Yeah, I caught that. Yeah, and, uh, that was kind of, um, uh, I just thought that was funny, and I thought Vince would probably be pissed about that. Um, but yeah, and then Hogan, he, he just brings that icon status to TNA, so therefore, People will say, oh, wow, Hulk Hogan. After all these years of doing Hogan Knows Best and all that, now people are going to say, oh, what's Hulk Hogan doing now? And then they see, oh, this TNA thing. So that TNA is just using him as a, as a PR type of deal where they're getting people to watch initially and then hoping that the, the young blood will keep them, keep them watching. That's my, my view on it. Very true. Uh, Jay Gorgeous, as always, it's been a pleasure and an honor to have you onto the show. Yeah, how about those Jets? I'm really pissed that they uh, are even in the AFC Championship. But, um, yeah, no, no one's really proud of uh, those Jets, regardless. Over in these upstate New York. Yeah, and then the Bills got Chan Gailey, but I'll let you guys go. Take care. All right, take it easy, Jay Gorgeous. See ya. See ya. Thanks a lot, man.
Jay Gorgeous on the line here for Jay me. Jay Gorgeous, ladies and gentlemen. Always, uh... Always professional. Oh, always. And he always wants to bring up football. Now, granted, we did at the top of the show, but, you know, still, hey. Football's football. We like football. Once baseball season starts, we get baseball. Uh, no, you get baseball. Right now, I'm still in the thick of the football season and in the thick, in the right, in the right smack there in the middle of the NBA season, NBA All-Star weekend is coming up in just a couple of weeks. Can't wait for that. Cannot wait for that. Yawn. But, ladies and gentlemen, you can still call in. The phone lines are open. The area code is 646-915-9116. Feel free. You can even talk football if you want right now. Most definitely. So now, Don Johnson, John Heater, the guy from Napoleon Dynamite, host of the show. There you go. What do you think of Don Johnson and The Flame hosting Raw last night? Vince is still stuck in his uh, little 80s time warp. 80s? Well, Don Johnson was obviously from Miami Vice, which was a show back in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. And, and then at the same time, you have him co-hosting with yeah. John Heater, who is star of one of the funniest movies in the 2000s. So I think oh, it's just nice. bass. <laughs> so I think that was going to happen. I think, and by the way, is it just me, or am I the only guy that thinks that Don Johnson looks just like John Walsh from America's Most One. Uh, he slightly does. No, no, bump slightly. He looks exactly like that mug. Mm, yeah. I, I, I was hoping the crowd was going to give out a big old Tubbs chant. Yeah, Tubbs. Oh, but, okay. but uh, yeah, that final match with Mr. Uh, Heater, that was uh, something else, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm not too big on the guest host con- concept in general. Um, normally, the best guest hosts are uh, fellow athletes, except when your name is Johnny Damon, because that episode was just terrible. Um, other athletes and other um, and other wrestlers themselves. So um, this show didn't really do a lot for me. It, it seemed like like Heater was more of a fan than Johnson. Um, I always give credit to guys who are willing to step into the ring like he or did. Um, he, he did. He did okay in his role. But the one thing... No, no, no. The one thing about the match that I hated, why, why is Hornswoggle actually wrestling with the X? I don't know. No, does anyone really know? No, I, I don't know, man. It, it, I don't know. I'm just kind of like over this whole kitty hornswoggle stuff. I don't really know why he's so popular. He obviously is. He, you know, he sells T-shirts for some god awful reason. But hornswoggle, if he's a comedy act, fine. But don't pretend he's your main event. Don't have him wrestle. Don't get the don't don't have him pin anybody. I mean, he, even if it is somebody like the guest host, you know, Chavo. Exactly. Why even? I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just not in touch with what wrestling fans want. I don't know. It's a stupid, stupid excuse for entertainment whenever Hornswoggle goes on my screen. Well, do you think it's more for like the for the kitties? Since Vince is going back to the family-friendly format that did so well back in the late, or excuse me, early 90s, the mid-90s. You know, I don't know, man. Hornswog, I mean, look, I, can I get, can I have permission to go on a rant just for a little bit? Because I'm kind of pissed about this. All right. Go. WWE, a wrestling company, has been in the business for what, 60, almost 70 years? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing here. But they've been in the professional 
wrestling business. Of course, I mean the the, the switch to sports entertainment. Um, professional wrestling is always an adult product. You cannot market something that is quote unquote violent and market it as a PG product. I don't care how many guys you have wrestling in masks. I don't care how how many uh, little people you have wrestling. I don't care about all of the poopy jokes and all the pee jokes and all the fart jokes and all the gay jokes. It, it, It really, you really can't classify wrestling as a PG product. And what WWE has done, unfortunately for a lot of us, he's watered down the product to to the point where it's accessible for, for parents and accessible for sponsors, but at the same time, he, he's losing all of his adult fan base. And I think because of that, he's losing out on a lot more money, a lot more revenue, a lot more eyes on the product than he could if he just presented a straightforward wrestling show geared, not necessarily for, you know, for mature audiences, like, you know, adults, like, like, just overt violence and sex, but if he presents, what, like, a TV 14 product or, you know, if he does that, doesn't worry about the, about the rating, if he doesn't worry about the kids, then, I don't know. I mean, what happened to the old Vince? The Vince that just cared about the... 18-year-old to, like, 25-year-old demographic. I mean, that Vince is gone. He went back to being, like, old, softy Vince, which is kind of pissing me off a little bit because I prefer the edgier show. The edgier show is what we wanted. We wanted TNA, not the other stuff, not the professional wrestling, but we wanted the boobs, we wanted the the ass, we wanted the action, we wanted the foul language, we wanted everything that made wrestling look cool than it did back in the uh, early 200s. 2000s, excuse me. I mean, that was the cool era of professional wrestling. Do 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 you really want to know what I think happened to Vince McMahon? I I think that those grapefruits that Vince McMahon spoke so highly of, I think those grapefruits shrunk to just little tiny grapes. I don't really know why Vince McMahon has just changed his changed his focus, changed his, his idea of entertainment from being an adult-oriented product to something that the little kids can watch, so, something that families can watch. Because newsflash, everybody will tell you this. Wrestling is not a family-friendly product. Wrestling, when done right, is not a very family-friendly product. But then again... Whenever the Fed comes to town, we always buy tickets. Of course. So I, I, so I guess I've always heard that the Internet is the vocal minority. and It's the supposed uh, 12th man in professional it, wrestling. It, exactly. Right. And I guess that didn't really make sense to me until now because, you know, every week you hear people – you know, you hear guys like us on other uh, radio shows. You hear, or you, you recall by Jason Powell, by Wade Keller on ProWrestling.net and the PW Torch. You always read stuff, always hear talk about how the WWE is living a watered-down, family-friendly but crappy product. We always complain, always, but we're always the first one to snatch up those tickets whenever they go on sale. So maybe that is Vince's strategy. Like maybe he, you know, that even though we are the vocal minority, we are that vocal minority who will never go away. You know, you know, because everyone keeps saying, "Oh, Raw, Raw was garbage. Raw was crap. I'll never watch it again." But I, I'm telling you, every single Monday night at 8:59 p.m., we have that remote and we switch it over to that USA and, and we check out, you know, Horn Squaggle. Doing a crotch chop, we we see Chris Masters flexing his, his pecs. We see all of this other PG child-like stuff. We still complain about it, but we don't stop watching. We keep watching it. So I think the only way for us to make any kind of difference is if we just tune out in droves. But unfortunately, since we are the minority, I don't know how much of a dent that will make. So 
I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know either. I mean, it's just just the way Vince wants his company ran. I mean, we can't tell him no. We can't tell him don't do it, but it's the way he chooses. I mean, as much as it is unfair to everyone, it's just, you know, it's not right to the dedicated fans who've been there since going to clowns and running around. And yeah, now, 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 that's another point, too. That's another point, too. Okay, before WWE developed develop its attitude, be, you know, before it went into this other mode of being more adults, we had the same problem with WWE as well, where you where you had cartoon-like characters, guys like Doink the Clown, guys like the Dumpster Drophy, and you had guys, you know, like like the Goon, and you had, I mean, you know, all these different characters, and people were fed up with that, and then, and then came an alternative, WCW, get giving them, you know, more established stars, quicker action, um, giving them a true viable alternative to the product, therefore pushing them into the Monday Night Wars, and, you know, giving fans a reason to be excited about, you know, about wrestling again. Like I said, I'm not a total TNA fan, but at the same time, I want the best product as possible. And right now, with WWE seemingly seemingly monopoly on the wrestling business, I I'm really hoping that TNA succeeds so that WWE can snap out, out of this funk. They can snap out of this this you know this this PG crap that's not working for them. Excuse me, that's not working for us as fans. Agreed. Yes. I, do you feel better now? Oh, well, I didn't really... I mean, all, all that wasn't considered rant time, I don't think. Well, well, it seemed like you had that built up for a while, so I wanted to make sure that, you know, you had everything you wanted to. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I'm good. All right. So, moving on. Sadly... I believe the last time I spoke to you, which was uh, the first show, I said that on ECW that CM Punk would win his match. And he called me out and proclaimed and said that, uh, no, you're smarter than that, Justin. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah, I'm aware. Um, Really, CM Punk did not win his match. And... (laughs) And now it's going to be Christian, champion, going up against Ezekiel Jackson, presumably at the Royal Rumble. Now, I'm not really excited about that match. Um, I like Ezekiel Jackson. I think that he's a bright young star. I don't think he's ready to even be involved in a World Heavyweight Championship program yet. But then again, I felt the same way about Sheamus. And he's been a pleasant surprise since he's carried the WWE. Title. Okay, okay, okay. My rant turn. Oh, wait a minute. All right, go for it, man. Okay, it's not not really a rant, but more go like a uh, like. Okay, first match out on Raw, right after Taker Michaels. Mm-hmm. Why the hell would you have the WWE champion come out and and wrestle the first match? You pay your money to see the champion at the end of the bout. You never see John Cena come out wrestle his first match. Ever. Ever be his first match as champion. You never see The Undertaker come out and wrestle for the first half hour of SmackDown. You never see Christian come out and wrestle as ECW champion. Why do they have Sheamus doing that? Quite frankly, because... Sheamus is not on the level to where he can main event a show. Um, on a show, especially Ross, especially on a show that has guys like John Cena, Randy Orton, Big Show, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, already five guys, solid main eventers, been on top of, you know, been been on top of the uh, on the food chain in WWE for a long time now. 
all those guys have been on the top, and they are considered legitimate main eventers. Unless Seamus is working against one of those guys directly in a main event, or if they're building up, if there is a legitimate buildup to a master team, Seamus and one of those five guys, then unfortunately he will go on early on in the show. I never, ever agree with the notion that he should be the first match on the show. Never that. That is actually quite, I mean, to me, that's a disgrace to the championship, and that is a disgrace to the champion himself, especially Seamus, because he needs all the help that he can get. He's a young guy, and he's not really getting a, a ton of heat here. And now he's in the feud with, with Randy Orton. He's going at it. I'm intrigued by the feud. I'm intrigued, you know, who's going to be kind of the, 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 the pseudo face in, in this, uh, you know, in this heel versus heel matchup, who, you know, who's going to be the de facto heel. But he hasn't really done anything since he won the belt. He's won a couple of squash matches against um, Evan Bourne, like the one Ooh. last night. There you go. But he hasn't done anything after that, like nothing. So, I don't know. I don't know. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still listening to us, there's something that just happened beyond our control. Uh, Blog Talk Radio is now, believe it or not, says it's currently undergoing maintenance. So if you are calling into the show, we apologize. This is not our fault. I, yeah. Their server just decided to crap the bed. I don't even know if we're still on the air right now, but if we are, we're crossing our fingers. Otherwise, we have to do the show over again. But we are we apologize wholeheartedly for this whole whole big old debacle. If you are trying to call in, please join in. We will try to get to the switchboards as soon as they come readily available. Thanks for that, man. Because uh, you know we're we can't really do anything about this, but you know what? Um, we'll hopefully get get these back within the next couple of minutes, so we can you know take at least one one more caller here. But man. The Royal Rumble is right on the horizon. Um, not a lot of, of matches announced so far. What do you think of, of this heel versus heel matchup between Sheamus and Randy Orton for the WWE title? It has potential, but it really... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're still listening, we have just came back. So we have seven minutes left. So if you can call us in real quick, uh, phone number is 646-915-9116. We will get you onto the air as soon as possible. Yes. But as for this uh, match between uh, Sheamus and Orton, they need to hype this thing like to like Evander Holyfield style because they have done nothing to make this whole entire match seem worthwhile to me. I mean, I am intrigued, like you said, but that's all I am. There's nothing more to it. I mean, there could be more. I mean, it'd be nice to see uh, Orton as a face again for maybe even a small period of time, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess it remains to, see, remains to be seen uh, what kind of hype they, they do to promote that match. I mean, they only have one more shot to do it, and that's this coming Monday night. Um, you have Sheamus against Randy Orton. We already talked about Christian versus Ezekiel Jackson. We have Rey Mysterio versus The Undertaker for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, can I make a side comment? Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you are still listening, we actually do need your help on something. We need to know if you are still wanting us to do and continue our hard sells. That is very, very true. That is very, very true. Go ahead and uh, explain the, you know, the reason behind that. The reason why we are asking you is because it, despite us being from New York and California, there is that little bit of time delay, and we are sometimes unable to, you know, match up everybody's times. And also, we are trying to focus all of our energy into producing the best 
wrestling radio show within an hour for you fans. Hopefully with an active switchboard. With an active switchboard, which is back and now working. But we want to know if you want us to continue to do ourselves. You you can post uh, post your uh, concerns or questions or comments onto our Facebook account, which is if you log into Facebook and type in the Atomic Drop Show, and then you will see our smiling faces. Or you can go still to the handy-dandy email, which is the Atomic Drop Show at MyWay.com to express your concern or dissatisfaction, or do you still want us to keep doing the show? We want to hear from you, the fans. That is very, very, very true. Um, your emails, your Facebook messages, Your phone calls. Phone calls. Even better. All of that um, would be, you know, would be appreciated, of course. Uh, the Royal Rumble is next week, or n- not this coming Sunday, but the, but the week after. So before we, uh, you know, start cranking on that bad boy, uh, go ahead and give us some feedback on whether you want us to continue those or not. Um, once again, the phone number to call in is six four six nine one five nine one one six six four six nine one five nine one one six. You can squeeze in a caller, but. There have only been four matches so far announced for the Royal Rumble. And the last match that we haven't t- t- talked about was the actual Royal Rumble itself. And I got a bone to pick. Fifteen, fifteen wrestlers have qualified so far for the Royal Rumble. And I'm going through the list, and I'm, and I'm asking myself, how, how do these guys qualify? Like, okay, obviously you have your guys like Triple H, Big Show, Shawn Michaels, uh... John Cena, CM Punk, and Chris Jericho. Nope, those guys, all right, fine. Former World Heavyweight Champions, former WWE Champions, I get it. But what did, t- what, what did Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes do to get a title shot? Evan Bourne lost two straight times, two straight weeks to the WWE Champion. I mean, okay, please, what did Santino ever do over the last year to warn himself for a rumble spot? Jack Swagger been put over the top rope by Mark Henry, who's also in the Rumble, uh, and Santino and Santino for the past two weeks. What has, I mean, what have any of these guys done? Carlito. We haven't seen him in several months, and when he, and when he does show up, he loses to John Cena in like three minutes. What have these guys done to actually win or earn a spot to be in the Royal Rumble? Uh, half tenure? Tenure. Well, in in that case, then we might as well book Sergeant Slaughter, IRS, Dean Malenko. All hey, of hey, 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 hey! We didn't have Honky Talk Man show up one year. What year was that anyway? Uh, ninety-eight. Wait, ninety-eight? Yeah. Wasn't he still a part of the company back then? Jack yeah. was watching. Well, he, see, I mean. If he's an actual part of the company, because I, I think that he was uh, managing, like, Rockabilly, right? Oh, actually, no. No, that was with, uh, at that time, that was probably... He was know, just floating around looking for a paycheck. Like always. Like always. I'm just saying. All right. We are counting down the um, moments until we have to leave the, the air, but next week... Next week, huge guest. I'm I'm plugging it. I, I I'm saying. Are you sure you want to do it? Why wouldn't I, dude? I'm saying if this is the biggest guest we've had in the history of, of our show. You know what? It could very well possibly be. I'm excited. You know what? In California, it, it it's been storming. It, it's storming and raining, but next week we're finally gonna get. A little sunny. Tammy Fitch joins us on the Atomic Drop Show next week live, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, coming on for an interview to promote her appearance at uh, Wrestle Reunion 4. I cannot wait for that interview, man. can't wait for that. Sunny was the number one reason why I started watching professional wrestling, believe it or not. And it was a very – her very first – or actually – 
it was actually uh, her first appearance that I saw, which made me become a harder wrestling fan. Don't miss it next week. It's going down. We'll see you next week, man. Yo. 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 Yo.